If you think you're not afraid of the dark. If you think you have a strong stomach. If you feel nothing can shock you. If you believe you've seen everything. If you say you don't scare easily. What are they? That's how we're doing it this week. Cutting it off. Fuck it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mike Rips. The Ranchless Podcast. Transmitting from the loft in Brooklyn. How y'all doing? How you been? What's going on? It's happy Harry hard on in the flesh. At least the close you're going to get. You know? How you guys doing this week? What's going on? Uh, Been anxious to get it, y'all. A couple things on my mind. definitely, you know, a bunch of interesting things going on in the world and other stuff that I've been checking out. Been doing a bunch of new shit. Hopefully I can get it to y'all in, uh, you know, some kind of timely fashion, but we'll see how that goes. Anyway, subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. That helps me the most. I put, there's a bunch on fucking uh, SoundCloud that nobody's listened to. So, I mean, I haven't even put them on SoundCloud and SoundCloud's asking me to renew like the year membership. I don't know if I'm going to do it. I got to do it because I got to put music up there. Anyway, uh, also rate and review on iTunes. Uh, Check out the YouTube page. It's Mike. It's YouTube.com slash Mike Rips. There was an old one, Mike Rips two hundred three, that has a bunch of old music and videos and weird shit on it. But the new one's popping, and it's gonna be popping more in the near future. But anyway, what's been going on with y'all? It's good to good to be back with y'all talking that shit. That's how I do it. Been trying to stay. I guess I would say I'm Hollywood sober. I was like when I came back from Texas, I was all like, "Oh my god, I ate so bad and I drank a lot." And I was, I was, it was on a, I was on a bender. I guess you would say. Shout out to Metal Case. I was on a bender, and then I came back. I was like, "Oh my god, I'm not drinking for a month. I'm not drinking." Blah blah. But last Thursday, I didn't remember on the podcast. I didn't. Um, but. And then uh, Friday, I, did, I didn't get wasted at all this weekend. I kept it low-key, but I did. I'm Hollywood sober, as they would say. You've heard that expression before, Hollywood sober, which I have Urban Dictionary pulled up in front of me right now. It says, claiming to be sober, although you still drink and smoke herb, you basically just don't use city drugs, <laughs> such as coke, heroin, ecstasy, meth, etc., City drugs. I was doing all that shit in the fucking suburbs. Well, whatever. Who knows? Not heroin. But Jesus Christ. Yeah, so I'm Hollywood sober. That's how it's been the past couple days. Uh, Past a week, two weeks or something like that. It's always like that. But sometimes, like I said, I go on a bender. It always seems to go all hand in hand 
where it's like you start eating bad, you start drinking a lot, you start skipping your healthy meals, you're ordering, you're spending a lot of food going out and eating and drinking, and then everything goes downhill. You're not building as much, you know, or at least for me, it all starts going downhill. I have to be on somewhat of a tight regimen, at least at this point, but I'm getting older, so you know how that goes. You know who's definitely not Hollywood sober this week is your boy, Vladimir Putin. Putin. He's fucking popping bottles of fucking the most high-end Russian vodka. I wish I had that pulled up. I wish I knew what it was, to be honest with you. Most high-end Russian vodka. He ain't popping Stoli. He's popping that shit like Nostrovia. We do not have hookers in Russia, but if we did, we would have the best hookers in the world. That's, that's what he said a couple months ago when they were talking about the pissing, the pee tapes and all that shit. You know what I mean? Maybe it does have the goods on Trump. That'd be fucking hilarious if there's a sex tape that's disgusting and disturbing of Russian hookers pissing on Trump. <laughs> and then he specifically did it where he knew the Obamas were going to stay or some shit. That's so fucked. That's, if that's true, that's beyond fucked up. But anyway, yeah, the whole thing happened where, uh, you know, Putin's got him in the pocket now, as everybody's saying. I don't know if it goes that far, but shit. Who the fuck knows? The press conference, it seemed that there was a poll where 60% of Americans weren't happy with it. Yeah, I, I, was, I mean, I don't know. I wasn't, I'm never happy with any time. It's funny. It's stupid. It shows how stupid we all are. But the, it also shows the state we're in, which isn't good. So I don't fucking know. But Putin, I mean, he was very friendly to him. Who knows? I think it's probably... I'd prefer to always talk to other countries before I go to war. I'll tell you that much. And I don't understand the people on the left, like, freaking out about this because it's, like, it's prevent war. And then everybody's saying, what if he moves on Montenegro, for example? That's been in the fucking vote vernacular the past few days. But, zeitgeist. But, I mean, I don't think that's going to happen. And everyone's mad, like, because Trump's, like, pay up at NATO, but... I don't even know. Does NATO even need to exist? It was for the Soviet Union, which doesn't exist anymore. So why do we even have this thing at this point? I don't know. Do you think Putin's really going to move into these countries? I don't know. I don't know. Their, their economy's not good. Maybe if he would see some kind of resources. I don't know. It's really confusing. I keep saying I don't know like an asshole because I don't. But one thing that was negative that I didn't like is, like, he's sitting there being all buddy-buddy with Vladimir Putin, and, like, a week before with the NATO shit, he was dissing Theresa May and fucking Angela Merkel. It's kind of like you're bullying two of our allies, and I hate the word bullying, but still, I'll use it for the context here. You're bullying two of our allies, and then, like, buddy-buddy with the enemy, quote-unquote the enemy. I don't, I really, how, how true is all that? I question everything, so, I mean, like, Russia, I guess, they, they have their interests in mind, but, I mean, we have ours, so I don't know. See, now I'm getting into some weird territory. But, regardless, the uh, the optics of the press conference weren't good, and also him being all cool to Putin and then acting like an asshole to the other two, and they're ladies, too, so it's just adding to that narrative that Trump's sexist and he's an asshole and all that, which, I mean, that's probably true, but... I don't know what the deal is, to be honest with you at this point. It's just, it, and it's like, they're like, democracy's failing, or, or democracy's collapsing. It's like, dude, democ- democracy's been failing. It's low information voters in a democracy, it's going to lead to this. 
It's all people just vote for who they think is cool. It's the whole JFK and Nixon debate from back in the day where the people that heard it on the radio thought Nixon won. The people that watched it on TV thought JFK won. It's all perception and it's all who's cool. Who would you rather have a beer with? That was the cliche they used to say back in the day. But apparently it seems to be changing because now all those scare tactics that the media uses back and forth, left and right and center, whatever... They're working on the public to a point where everyone's going into their tribal territories. This is a cliche. That, that what I just said, is the cliche at the moment, rather than, oh, uh, you know, all the other ones from the past. But what are we going to do? Bullying. I don't like that word, but there, there was other bullying going on this week with this guy, Mark Duplass. And this is a funny, this, this has been coming up in the past 24 hours or 48 hours. I don't even know at this point. I keep saying I don't know. Sorry, guys. But what happened was this guy, Duplass, he, uh, he tweeted something like, because I guess he is on the left. I'm using bitch-ass air quotes. He's on the left, right? And he wrote a tweet saying, all my friends on the left, if you want to reach over to the aisle, it's worth listening to Ben Shapiro because I don't agree with him about anything, but um, he's a genuine guy and he's honest, right? Okay, there you go. And by the way, when they were saying this guy's name, I had no idea. I think he's been on Ruben Report, which I watched that and listened to that, whatever, but I never... I, I know who he is from seeing him in bit roles and shit like that. But now I know, like, when they were saying his name, I didn't know exactly who it was. Now I see the face. So I guess he wrote a tweet about Shapiro being, like, he's genuine. And then he got, you know, roasted on Twitter for it. Everybody talking shit, the usual peanut gallery going crazy, as they always do. And he took the tweet down, he deleted it, and then today he issued an apology being like, I don't support xenophobia, homophobia, racism... Which insinuates that Ben does, you know, support all those things, which is bizarre. It's like, can we... The thing that's really weird to me, one thing that strikes me is that it's like, okay, I understand all the people in Hollywood, they're to the left, whatever, they hate every, they hate any conservative or any kind of conservative idea, that's fine. I do too, to be honest with you, but I approach it more from some kind of anarchist, libertarian standpoint. But, like, why... Uh, why are... Hold on. Why are you Hollywood guys all talking about blah, 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 don't talk to Shapiro, he's a racist, sexist, bigot, homophobe, fucking Jew, they say even. Like, some people go to that route, which is crazy, and say negative things about Jewish people to him. But Ben's, like, in the political space, Ben, like, is mad down with a lot of, like... Uh, you know, left-wing political pundits. Like, he's down with Don Lemon. He's down with Brian Stelter. Like, they respect each other to some extent. And for everyone to react this way, it's insane. And this guy issued the apology is even crazier. But this is the pussy-ass society we live in at this point where you cross any kind of line, any kind of barrier. You can go fuck yourself if you even look at this shit. And I've said this endlessly on this podcast that I watch Vice every night and I listen to Ben every day. It's like, what's it called? Just to get the left and the right perspective, the truth is somewhere in between. I've said, though, I think... Uh, what's his name? Shapiro doesn't lie at all. That's probably why if you listen to him and you are you lean to the left, you're going to get mad sometimes when he starts talking about crazy shit and a lot of, you know, pro-life, that would probably bother a lot of people a lot. Maybe even the way he looks... 
the gay marriage thing, but he's, you know, for it, but whatever. I'm not going to explain his whole goddamn platform right now. But the reaction and the insanity and the Twitter pitchfork mob, the heresy that gets performed, it's like it's Salem in fucking, what was it, 1778. I don't even know. That's what That's what it seems like. But... It's just like, what the fuck? Who knows? Who knows at this point? I don't know. I mean, are we going to just spit ourselves into a weird place where it's just completely we don't talk to each other? It's. I enjoy watching people argue. Uh, what's his name? Bill Maher, I think, got shit for having Ben Shapiro on there, but they were fighting the whole time. I don't understand. It's like, don't even let the other guy give his point? Like then if your point's so much better, beat him with the other point. But this is why there's, like, what's it called? On the left, you need people like Noam Chomsky or Howard Zinn or Bill Ayers or people that are really, you know, they can, they can debate well. I honestly think when Ben Shapiro actually debated Cenk Uger at the Politicon last time, that was, well, I thought Cenk didn't do bad. A lot of people on the right hit me up like, oh, Ben wiped the floor with him, dude, he did a number on him. I didn't think so that much, but it's just weird nowadays. Uh, you know what was weird was Ant-Man and the Wasp, in a good way, by the way. I watched that this weekend. I, I was pissed, like, again, seeing all those characters. They weren't, None of them were in Infinity War. I wasn't that pissed. It was a good time. Again, uh, I didn't even want to Again, in the movies, this fucking lady in front of us with her stupid kids. <coughs> Pardon me. That's God cursing me for saying you're stupid kids. But, oh, my God, they were all over the theater. They were running around. It's like, and it was, we saw it early on a Saturday, which was dumb. I wanted to go to the park, but we just couldn't squeeze it in with all the errands we were trying to do. We could see the movie, and I wanted to see it before it gets too late, which apparently it's not doing great at the bar. It's doing, you know, it's going to make its money back, but they're saying, yeah, man, Wasman, only done, da, 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 da. There was something saying that it dropped more than anything ever, like last weekend or something like that, but it's cool. Paul Rudd kills it. That dude, what's his name? Lewis. He's like the illest in the MCU. Michael Pena. There's a there's so many actors in this fucking thing. Walton Goggins, Michael Douglas. There's just and Walton Goggins killed it. This is the best role I've seen Walt Goggins in in a minute, and I haven't seen him. He was my favorite actor for a while. Well, around the time of Justified and Predators and all that shit, he was bodying shit. Uh, what was that? Crystal, that down south gothic noir type shit. But I enjoyed Ant-Man and the Wasp. As I've explained on here a couple times, that um, Ant-Man's definitely in my top three of the MCU. Uh, at the moment, I what I always used to say was, number one's uh, Iron Man 1. That's the best, I think. And I've watched that, like, 200 times, probably. Guardians of the Galaxy's probably two, and Ant-Man's three. I think I would put Black Panther up in there somewhere. Pretty high. I watched uh, the Captain America Civil War the other day. That I I didn't take that as seriously as I did last time I saw it. I was like, this is fucking awesome. Especially the beginning fight scene. But the MCU lives on. We're about to get Captain Marvel. As all of you guys know, if you saw Infinity War, we're about to get a lot of shit. Uh, Black Panther 2, Spider-Man 2, where Jake Gyllenhaal is playing Mysterio. Glass bowl head, purple cape, green suit. You know how we do. The uh, it's just these dog days of summer right now. There's not as much to talk about. There's not as much going on. I'm not. I'm you know working. This becomes my busy time of year at work, which also then ends up becoming my busy time of building uh, and just working in my office, writing and doing stuff like that. Because 
I have to be disciplined with my job, so then I get disciplined with the writing more so because I have more time where I'm not getting fucked up partying and wiling out and having adventures, as I often have. But uh, dog days of summer usually means the MLB All-Star Game, which happened a couple of days ago. The home, home Run Derby happened, and Bryce Harper wanted the Washington Nationals' nemesis of the Mets. It's fucked up. I found out this dude was Mormon the other day, right? And I did not. I thought he was such a frat boy, bro kind of guy. And he doesn't drink. You know, all he does is drink coffee sometimes. So it raised me this question. It's like, because I was, I figured him just being a dude at strip clubs, getting it in, smacking ass, going nuts, getting motorboated, everything. You know. So let me see here. I do need to look up some. Are there strip clubs in Utah? Hold on, Salt Lake City. UT. Okay, yeah, there is. Oh, there is. Hold on. Uh, I'm looking. <laughs> this is so ridiculous. Yeah, Salt Lake City. Yeah, oh yeah, they're there. Thank God. I got a little scared. I got a little tight for the moment. What, what if we got to do a Comic-Con in Salt Lake City? I'm just joking. I'm fucking around. But yeah, it's the all, it was the All-Star Game. The American League won for the sixth year in a row. As I've said many times on this podcast, that the American League is like the Western Conference in the NBA. They're much better than the fucking National League, which also the three best teams is like, it was, uh, you know, Boston, of course, Astros and Yankees. They're all in the American League. So what the fuck? Who knows at this point? There's a lot of home runs. DeGrom, oh, what's his name? Mike Trout blasted a home run off DeGrom. And, you know, I don't know what to think of it. I don't even know what's going on right now. Like, uh, on Saturday, shout out to JD, Mr. and Mrs. Mental Case, Josh and Leanne. We're going, and JP and Brooke, we're going to the Subway Series with them Saturday morning. The only thing that's fucked up is they're saying it's going to be like a nor'easter that day. I'm just going to do a rain dance and pray that that doesn't happen, to be honest with you. I want to hit the Subway Series. I think Matt's is the pitcher that day. Should have had it pulled up. Of course I don't. Also, that drama came out. Did it come out last week? I don't know if I talked about it. Where Degrom and his and his uh, agent were talking shit, wanting him to get tra- his agent said something about him getting, being traded or give him a good deal. And there's been some turmoil in the Mets. Now, there's like some people are suggesting bringing Wally Backman in, firing Callaway and bringing Wally Backman in, which would be insane. If you know Wally Backman, he got caught a DUI quick one time back in the day, I think in the '90s, and he's a psychopath. So I've been wanting this guy to be the Mets manager for a while, but we're going to see if that actually ends up materializing. I don't know. Manny Machado went to the Dodgers. That's the other big story right now. And uh, good for him. I mean, now Puig, instead of licking the bat, he's going to lick Machado's fucking ball sack every day. I'm happy for it, though, because it's like at this point the Mets are so done, and I I know the the Dodgers are a nemesis to the Mets, but at this point we're just watching the game, so... Not that I'm going to root for him, but it's interesting to watch. There's some storylines and everything like that. There's some other trades. But the main trade, besides is it a different sport, of course, that happened was the uh, Kawhi Leonard to the Raptors. That seems like some hate from the uh, Spurs. Like, fuck you, you were talking shit. Now we're going to send you way up north where it's cold and it's bullshit. But he probably is going to like it better than San Antonio anyway. It seemed like he didn't like San Antonio. He wanted to get traded from the best coach in the fucking league. Brad Stevens is rivaling that, but, you know, of course, Popovich 
pedigree is an understatement for him. But regardless, Kawhi is a Raptor for one year, and then he's going to L.A., whether the Clippers or the Lakers, we'll see. Now, last weekend there was some interesting uh, boxing shit going on. Regis Prograce from Louisiana, he beat this guy. I think it was a Mexican dude. I can't remember. It was an ESPN fight. And he won, and he knocked him out. The dude went down like three times in the fight. And then finally they were like, that's over. So I think Regis Prograce now is going to move on. I always saw him on those showbox shits. The, it was like the main event for two or three times where I watched it on Friday nights on Showtime. And now he's doing his thing. He definitely made an impression that night, and we'll see what happens. But the main event that night that was on fucking... Um, ESPN Plus, which I can't stand this shit, where you have to buy the app. And I'm so fucked up. I literally considered it that night, but it's like $7 a month, and I I can't stand ESPN. I'm still watching First Take, but damn, they're corny. So Manny Pacquiao fought Lucas Matisse, and everybody I heard from, including myself, thought that Matisse was going to put Pac down, or at least beat him. You Not UD, maybe just decision. And... Pacquiao ended up knocking him out, or TKO, or yeah, he beat him in like the seventh. Also, he got knocked down and he took a knee. It was brutal for Matisse in there, and Pacquiao looked amazing. So now we know at 147, fucking Pacquiao is going to fuck up anybody besides Crawford or Spence. Still at 39, and he's killing it, so I I don't fucking know. It was was fun. I don't want to say it's a good fight. It was Pacquiao dominating, but it was still fun. So regardless, shout out to Manny Pacquiao. Thank you for giving us another good one. What was that? That was like his 50th or 60th win? Hold on. Let me look look at this shit. Fuck is his record? I'm not going to bore y'all. I wanted to find it. I couldn't find it quick. But regardless, Pacquiao is packed back. That's the question now. Are they going to do the stupid Mayweather Pacquiao shit? That I could see that happening easily. Where they're like, whoa, Pacquiao just came off the strong win. What will happen, what should happen in my opinion now, is that uh, Pacquiao fights Crawford at 147. Crawford beats him. Pacquiao retires. And for some bizarre reason, Pacquiao beats Crawford. Shout out to Terrence Crawford, who won uh, Fighter of the Year at the ESPYs. I hate the fucking ESPYs, but I love Terrence Crawford. The ESPYs is the corniest fucking night in the summer. Regardless, if Pac-Man fucking uh, beats Crawford, which is not going to happen, then maybe we'll see what happens after that. We'll see what happens. You know, it was funny. On the other day, you saw Joshua run up on... I'm sorry, not Joshua. You saw Fat Baby run up on Joshua. Jarrell Miller, Big Baby. We call him Fat Baby. My lovely wife, Brenda, coined that term. She nicknamed him that Fat Baby. He ran up on Joshua at the press conference the other day. I believe it was for the Pavekin shit. Some form of that. And then he was like talking shit, pussy, blah, blah. And then he went on a fucking social media tirade for the past few days. And it's pretty crazy. I think Joshua would destroy Jarrell Miller. And I'm a Jarrell Miller fan. Shout out, you know, Brooklyn and everything. He lived in Belize, too. But it was a spectacle. It was a yeah, testicle. It was just balls on toast. That was it. It was bullshit. Something that's interesting in the boxing world is this uh, super series where it's going to be Morat Gassiev. Uh, versus Alexander Usyk. Usyk from Ukraine, down with Lomachenko and Gizvodic, that whole crew. That's for the, uh, what's it called? Um, 
the 250 pound shit cruiserweight and uh I think that Usyk's gonna win and we're gonna see some fireworks but it's weird because this shit's not playing in the US or I guess there's a stream now so I- I'm gonna fucking cross the streams when I see this I'm so excited We'll we'll see what the fuck happens with this. And also, I forgot to mention, Regis Prograce is going to be in the Super Series after that win the other night. On uh, HBO on fucking Saturday night, they got that dude, Mungua, who beat the fuck out of uh, Saddam Ali last time, and he's fighting Liam Smith. 154, but this dude is going to go up to 160, and maybe he's going to mix it up with those other cats. If he destroys Liam Smith like he did to uh, Saddam Ali, then maybe he's going to fight the, you know... Charlo, Jacobs, GGG, Canelo, Derevijev, whatever the fuck, Sergey. Now, this week I'm going to do something that's a little different, that's not the same shit that I always do as far as a movie or a book or a comic book. There was a pilot back in 1989. It was uh, called Pride of the X-Men because of Kitty Pride, who was pretty much the star of it. It was a pilot that never ended up getting the series going because Marvel went through financial problems at the time. But I remember seeing it, young. 1989, I've probably seen it. Hold up, guys. Before I break it down, let me, let me hit this bullet. <sighs> now let me hit this Takate. Cool. So, Pride of the X-Men... It was a pilot episode that came out, and I remember it vaguely being on Sunday mornings. I guess it was called the Marvel Hour, or Marvel, like, uh, Universe, Marvel Kick-Ass Universe, who the fuck knows. And it was RoboCop, Dino Riders, and it was usually Spider-Man from the 80s, if you remember that. What's his name? MF Doom sampled it heavily, I believe, on Victor Vaughn. That's the one he did it on, yeah. And fucking, um... This thing is crazy, prior to the X-Men. A lot of people, this is like a lost thing. Like Everybody loves the X-Men animated series from 1992. But this thing dropped in 89. And what happened was basically, on Sunday mornings, they would have RoboCop, fucking uh, Dino Riders, which is awesome and amazing, and then they would have Spider-Man. But sometimes one of the shits would get substituted when it was a different kind of syndication time, and they would throw on X-Men... I believe usually in the place of RoboCop. And I think they were trying to, of course, start a Pride, not Pride of the X-Men show, but just X-Men show. And this was really based on the Chris Claremont uh, burn style of the X-Men. It got Cyclops, Storm, Wolverine, Dazzler, Kitty Pride, Scarlet Witch. I have a, uh, what's his name? Peter Rasputin, Colossus. Home miss of course Xavier. The villains is the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, but they call them the Brotherhood of Terrorist Mutants, which is again, this is the eighties, so of course we're going in that direction. You have Magneto, Blob, Kane Marco, aka Juggernaut, Toad, White Queen, Pyro, Blob. So Prior to the X-Men, was it was such a treat for me back in the day, because I remember I, it's kind of vivid in my memory, actually, that I guess it might have been 89 or 90, where this would come on on Sunday mornings, and I remember the first time I saw this X-Men, Prior to the X-Men shit, I was obsessed with it. I believe I recorded it, actually, and at this point I was like seven or something like that, living in Bedford, Westchester County. And fucking I recorded that shit. And then it came on again and again, but it was always just the pilot. And I was like, what the fuck? Why don't they make another X-Men shit? And as I got older, 
At one point, I believe I bought the VHS tape, which I still own in the collection over here. And I think I bought that in Arlington, Texas at a Kmart or something. And I was like, oh, shit, this is that X-Men shit from back in the day when it was RoboCop and Dino Riders. On that little block, the Marvel Ultimate Universe or whatever they called it, um, they also played Spider-Woman, the Fantastic Four from the late 70s, both those, the Hulk shit from like 81, all those Marvel joints. The 80s were amazing. The one thing that stands out on this shit is the animation. And I believe some of the voices are famous voice actors. Like, Scott Summers' Cyclops is basically Duke from G.I. Joe's voice. I'm almost positive. One other thing that's weird, Wolverine's in this. And one of the major criticisms, I might as well bring this up now, is that Wolverine's voice is Australian in this. And, of course, he's fucking Canadian. So, (laughs) this caused uproar. Um... Nightcrawler's in here. I forgot to mention him. I forgot to say Nightcrawler. And he was almost more like the Wolverine character. Not the same character, but the, his spotlight was on him more than, like, X-Men 92, the spotlight's on Wolverine. And it's the same, basically, pilot as the X-Men 92 shit, because Jubilee basically substitutes the Kitty Pride character. It's a really fun time if you're not familiar with it. Of course, most people that I know and talk to know about that X-Men cartoon that's got like four or five seasons. Actually, there's like a bootleg version you could cop at the Comic-Cons and shit. I forgot my boy's name. He has, a, you know, many DVDs of all that crazy shit. And at the end of it, it plays the whole X-Men 92. Started in 92, went to like 95 or 96. At the last episode, it plays the Pride of the X-Men, uh, you know, pilot, which ended up never going anywhere, but whatever. If you can get your hands on it, actually, if you were interested, just peep it. It's on YouTube for free, 22 minutes. It doesn't look great, though. If you want to see it for real, you really should cop a DVD or a VHS, a professional one, and it's out there. Let's go on Amazon or eBay, any of that shit. Now. Oh, shit. Fucking, uh, the album I wanted to bring up was Fear the Record. <laughs> the band Fear, the album The Record, 1982. It's a punk legend, by the way. And I don't think it gets enough love. A lot of people quote it and say it's great. I just looked it up. It gets more love than I thought it did. Cobain actually had it in one of his best albums. And Duff McKagan says he still listens to it every time before he goes and plays. Uh, many people have covered some of the records from this. Lee Ving is the singer. You may know him from his brief role in uh, Flashdance with Kevin Bacon. This band is brilliant, and uh, this album's amazing. Of course, the most known song is I Love Living in City. It's crazy. It's, it's very ahead of its time as far as offensive shit that was even accessible. The thing that they are the most known for, I'll say it right now, and everybody knows where I'm going if you know the band Fear. Back in the day, John Belushi was a fan of them because of their excesses, as well as his. And he invited them to perform on Saturday Night Live, and he appeared on that episode. I believe he was on there at the time, but I guess not. And... From what I understand, and I've watched it over and over again, it's all over the internet, and it's all over many documentaries, (laughs) it was basically a riot, and they weren't ready. It was on Halloween night in 1982 or 3, maybe 81, 
started playing, and the crowd went nuts, slam dancing. The, the, the supposedly they did actually what I've actually heard is six thousand dollars worth of damage. But of course, there was that famous shit where Lee Ving got interviewed for the Post, and he said, "Oh, you know, I was checking, and we did five hundred thousand dollars worth of damage." Of course, joking, they printed it like it was serious, but still, which is awesome. So, one thing that's very known about that night is. Uh, Flanagan and John Joseph from the Chromags were in the audience that night, but more importantly, not, not, not to, I don't mean more importantly, I'm just saying there's something very known about this. Ian McKay from Minor Threat and Fugazi was there that night, and he was in the audience, and before the whole, like, shit went crazy, okay, two things happened, to be honest with you. First, leaving on stage, because they always used to provoke their audience, it's, you know, of course, we know who started that. I don't have to say it. You should know who I'm talking about. We know who started that. So anyway, Leaving tries to provoke the audience. And he's like, oh, it's great to be playing in New Jersey. And I believe they're about to play. And then Ian McKay, and then after fucking Leaving said that, the audience, who's of course in downtown New York, starts booing and saying, fuck you, blah, 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 blah. And then before they start playing, Ian McKay screams out, fuck New York. And then... The full-blown riot ensues where they have to cut it off TV, and then they're wilding, people are slam dancing, going crazy. It is definitely a legendary punk rock moment in the history of punk. It's a fun time, definitely. I, ugh, man, shit used to be fun back then. It's still fun today, but it used to be maybe a little more fun back then. Let's be honest. If you get a chance, check out Fear the Record. If you get a chance, check out Pride of the X-Men TV pilot from 1989. Series never made it, but whatever. Check out both those things. Both are accessible on YouTube. And if you want a good laugh, check out that SNL shit from, uh, I guess it's 81. It's between 81 and 83, where Fear performed for John Belushi and shit went ballistic. Love y'all. Peace.